Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with the Pew Podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion to see people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We are really excited to have you joining us for yet another podcast episode this week. We are really excited to get into this one. I am super excited because I am getting to talk about a book that I am currently reading and going through. And I chatted a little bit about this in one of our recent blog posts titled As the Difference Diminishes. And the book is called The Set of the Sale by A.W. Tozer. And y'all know I love Tozer. You can't go wrong with Tozer. He's just absolutely incredible. I love his thoughts. I love his love for the church. And he just proposes some really interesting things in this book, just about spiritual discipline and not just drifting in Mm -hmm. our spiritual life, but actually being intentional and moving along, actually sailing. That only happens if you are spiritually disciplined and you have built those things into your life Mm -hmm. that encourage you to seek more and more of Christ. So I am loving this book. I'm about halfway through right now. And a couple weeks ago, I came across a chapter that he titles The Making of a Man. And in this chapter, he proposes that man is made to do three things. He says that these three things are to think, to worship, and to work. And then he goes on to end the chapter with a quote that I want to read you guys because I think that it, it's absolutely profound and will aid us in our conversation today. He says, when the man becomes a thinking man, a great deal has been accomplished. When the thinking man goes on to become a worshiping man, a longer step has been taken toward full and perfect manhood. When the thinking, worshiping man has found his hands and has put his whole personality to work for the high honor of God and the blessing of mankind, some modest approach at least has been made towards Christlikeness and the restoration of the heavenly image ruined in the fall. I just want to start off by chatting a little bit about the education system, Mm -hmm. a little bit about the church, a little bit about homeschooling and our experience in that. And for the younger crowd who is listening, how do we want to raise the future generations? Mm -hmm. How do we want to ensure that they also become thinking and worshiping and working people for the Lord, for the purpose of glorifying Him? And how do we ensure that that happens? How do we do our part in that And I think that that begins in us now, even as we're not parents. You may not be married. You may not be dating. Mm -hmm. But you need to be thinking about these things because I think that a lot has gone wrong. And we'll talk a little bit about this in this episode in the education system and within the American church and other institutions because young people have not thought ahead and made themselves thinking men, made Mm -hmm. themselves worshiping and working men so that they can make sure that their children also become that. And I think that that's why we're seeing the ruination of a lot of different institutions within our world that are good and that were originally God-made and were God-instituted, I would say. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're seeing a lot of different things happen in our generation because we have people who are no longer thinking about that, Mm -hmm. who are no longer thinking, how can I actually inspire younger people 
to live out something that looks totally different than what the world is showing them. So Maddie, share a little bit of your thoughts. Just dive into an institution. I mean, take your pick. Like yeah, really. there are so many different ones we could talk about. Yeah, I'm not sure where I want to start <laughs> here. Um, I think definitely Tozer makes a good point at the end of this chapter that you need all three things to be a really good man, a really good person. Uh, and obviously when we say man, we are talking about like the biblical definition of man, like right. humanity in general. We are not going into all the woke pronoun crap here. So um, when we say man, we are talking about mankind. But yeah, I really like how he makes that distinction at the end of the chapter and points out that while the thinking man can be strong, mm -hmm. the thinking worshiping man is stronger and the thinking worshiping and working man is the strongest and the most perfect out of the three. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I think literally almost every institution that we're involved in is really, really good at stopping us at the ground level, either before we can become thinking men or we are only allowed to become thinking men. Mm -hmm. uh, but most often it's before, which is then destroying the entire concept of humanity because especially in the public school system, we've talked about this before, they are intent on making sure that every student knows only what they need to know to pass a test and then they teach it in such a way that they ensure that the student will forget it after the test right. because that's all that they were trained to complete and that's kind of how we are naturally wired as human beings. So we have been created to complete a task and then move on to the next one and that's exactly what the public school has taken advantage of because in this system they create students who simply are moving on to the next task and that's it. And they don't view learning and thinking as an ongoing process. Mm -hmm. And they're also teaching them to view it as something that completely ends when you graduate. And then you just go into your career and you go to college and you just get on with life and your learning experience is done. You had 12 years of learning, that was enough. That's always been really ironic to me because when you think of how small a portion of your life is, when you reduce learning down to 12 years mm -hmm. and you're expected to know everything that you need to know in 12 to 16 years, that is just crazy to me. I don't know why we have conditioned ourselves to be so anti-learning and anti-thinking in our world. I mean, I do know because the system wants to destroy biblical humanity and they want to create people who are not thinking men, who certainly are not worshiping men, and who definitely are not working men. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you look at every single facet of our lives, especially in America, we have really, really screwed this up because in school, we teach them not to think. And then we do put many, many things in front of them to worship. And then we encourage them to honestly not work with the amount of government assistance and we make jobs seem so mundane and you're never going to be able to actually achieve anything great in the job that you've chosen and so this entire cycle is just setting people up to never actually achieve the potential that the Lord has placed inside them and mm -hmm. it's a unique potential that is different from every other person's potential and we have seen the decline of this potential so much even in the last 50 years i mean i was thinking like when was the last time we had a genuine 
breakthrough discovery in science or just in general? When was the last time that we had a really incredible breakthrough discovery that changed the way we look at the world? Mm -hmm. Uh, Something like the discovery of germs and the discovery of the earth being round or even the earth's atmosphere or various things like that. The only reason that we were able to discover things like that is because we were adhering to this very specific order that the Lord has set in place where we value thinking and we value working and we value worship. And now when you take all of those things out, we are left with a society of mediocrity Mm -hmm. and we are left with an equality of mediocrity across the board. We have nothing that is truly great, nothing to really strive after that is like, I want to be the best Mm -hmm. at this. And that's something that I've definitely struggled with in my life because we are put into this world where you feel like you're never going to be the best at anything because the system keeps you mediocre and you feel like you're never going to be able to overcome that. And for me, I want to be the very best in whatever field I choose. And I want to be someone that is notable, that is recognizable in the discoveries I'm making, in the way that I'm conveying ideas, in the way that I'm building things. And this is where our biblical and traditional humanity comes in because I think all of us can honestly say we want to be the best at something. I think the Lord has genuinely put that into our nature. Mm -hmm. But then we get caught up in this cycle of public school and social media and working without a cause. And that is where we end up in this kind of numb headspace where we don't know what to do. And seriously, it all comes down to not following biblical humanity. And Mm -hmm. I really like the way that Tozer conveys this in this chapter because... I think we lose sight of what we actually need to be biblical men, and he makes it so concise and easy to understand in this chapter. We have to think, we have to worship, and we have to work. And then when you get into the really nitty-gritty details of scripture, and you really start to look at the ways that the Lord has used people, you see all these instances of, okay, he enabled them to think this way. He enabled them to worship this way, and he enabled them to work this way. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see that in literally every single story in scripture. It is always a story and a message of thinking, worshiping, and working. And you can't be the best that you can possibly be without one of those, without two of those. You cannot be the best when you're only focusing on one area. And this is where we have really, really messed up in our world today. And I think even in the church, we've messed this up. Because first, we don't enable people to think for themselves. We are not encouraging people as much as we should to be in scripture, to be praying, to be functioning in God's design for their life as much as we should Mm -hmm. by any means. That should be something that we are belaboring literally every time we're together as a body. We should be constantly encouraging people to think the way that the Lord wants them to think and to think independently and to challenge each other's views on some things even Mm -hmm. because we're all going to view things in very different ways. And I think that it's always good to have some healthy debate. We talk about that all the time. Obviously, there is one single truth. So I'm not saying that all of us can debate all these different things and all of us still be right. But I think that it's important to be wrong sometimes. I think it's important to have your views challenged by other thinking men. And that is where 
our society has really fallen, I think, because we've gotten rid of all kinds of free speech and the ability to freely think. Mm -hmm. And so then we've taken away the ability to freely debate others because we're constantly afraid that our opinions will get us in trouble. Mm -hmm. And then we are unable to freely come to our own conclusion about different things after debate and after our own thoughts. Then we are encouraged to worship all kinds of things. And this is where this one gets really muddled up. It's not that they're discouraging us from worshiping things. It's that they're encouraging us to worship too many things. And we are falling into this trap very, very easily. We are taught to worship social media and to worship self-care and to worship the public school system and to worship politicians and to worship all of these different things so that we can never worship one thing well. Right. And ultimately, that one thing should be the Lord, obviously. But in our world, we are absolutely not encouraged to worship that by any means. We are encouraged to worship literally everything else. And then we're not encouraged to work towards uh, making a groundbreaking discovery, making something that is going to further humanity along and help us to be better. We are encouraged to rely on government assistance to simply be absorbed into a system of some sort where we can kind of blend in and we don't have to work super hard. We send a few emails, we talk to a few coworkers, we talk about how much we hate our job, and then we go home. And that's about it. And the world is happy about that, rest uh -huh. assured. You may think that your employer might not like that, and probably they don't, but the world the system in general loves that. They love that you hate your job. They love that you want to complain about it constantly. They love that you have never found anything to commit your entire self to. And ultimately, that can only happen when you are thinking and worshiping. Mm -hmm. And then you become a working man. So that is probably my favorite part of that chapter because Tozer just conveys that so concisely and makes it something that we can so easily understand but then once you really start to think about it you think about how deep that is when you relate it to every area of the world and the way that the world is discouraging all of these things or encouraging them in the wrong way mm -hmm. another thing that i wanted to point out is i really truly believe that this started in the home i yeah. think that this started when society realized, oh, if we can get women out of the home and they don't want to be mothers and they don't want to take care of their household and they don't want to cook and clean and, you know, we make these tasks of um, motherhood and being a godly wife and taking care of a, of a home, we make them all seem so mundane and so worthless and mm -hmm. just so insignificant when compared to a corporate job or sitting in yeah. an office all day or whatever. And I'm not saying that those aren't jobs that need to be done, but when our society realized that when we take moms out of the home and they are not relying on their husbands to provide mm -hmm. and they are not taking care of the household so that when their husband does come home, he can be a good husband and a good father in the home because he feels peaceful and he feels like he can function in his masculinity yeah. because she is functioning in her femininity. When you realize that they've just destroyed that whole concept, they've shredded it to pieces. When you realize that, it reveals so much about how kids have grown up with no sense of what it looks like to be a thinking individual. Mm -hmm. They have no concept of what it looks like to truly worship in your God-given design. They have no idea what it looks like to work within the role that God has given you. And then they go out and they do 
exactly what the world tells them to do because they know nothing else. They've seen nothing else displayed to them. Mm -hmm. And this is a really scary thought, especially for us younger people, or at least it should be. It is to me that I don't want my children to be raised thinking that the right thing is to just go along with cultural norms, Yeah, is just to go along with what everyone else is doing. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to be raised with that kind of mindset. And that comes back on me because if I raise them that way and I display that to them, and this happens when we're not intentional with our choices. Yeah. If you just go with the flow and you do what everyone else is doing and you don't give much thought to this area of your life, rest assured that you will make kids into people who think that to think and to worship and to work is not important. Yeah. I just want us to be very careful of that fact and to realize that because I truly believe that that is where it all began. And it also began because the church is not speaking about these things. They're mm -hmm. not encouraging people that, no, there is a different biblical model for um, marriage and for family and for all of these different things that are so crucial and so fundamental in life. And if not done God's way, it will always end in disaster. It will yeah. always end in chaos. And we, we see that so much in our world today of just craziness and chaos and busyness. And as long as they can keep us busy and distracted and not thinking about what the heck we're doing and not realizing that we have to make time in our everyday lives to worship the one true God, mm -hmm. not just worship all of these different things and that our work is done unto him and we're following him in that and following his model for being a hard worker and for being dedicated to something. I think that our world is so against being dedicated to something. Mm -hmm. They don't want you to sacrifice. They don't want yeah. you to do any of those things. And to be quite honest, that all goes back to what Tozer's saying here is that if you are a thinking man, that will always lead you to worship. Mm -hmm. And if you are a worshiping and thinking man, that that will lead you to work. And that when those three are paired together and done together, then you can have a life well lived. You can hear, well done, good and faithful servant, when you meet Jesus face to face. And that is the goal of our lives. Our goal is to do things that are eternally significant. Mm -hmm. I think it was Lewis, and I could be misquoting him here, so I, I really hope that I'm not. Um, but I saw a quote by him the other day that I hadn't seen before, which is a miracle. That's amazing. Um, wow. It really is something. That's crazy. And he said something along the lines of everything that is not eternal is eternally insignificant. Mm -hmm. And I have just been contemplating that ever since I read it the other day. And I think that that really is something to contemplate in our everyday lives. Am I doing the things which are eternally significant? Mm -hmm. Because if I'm not, I must realize that then everything I'm doing in my life, all of my actions, all of my words, all of the day-to-day -day things that I'm involved in do not hold water. They do not matter. They are not significant. And we're wasting our time and time that we're never going to get back, mm -hmm. time that is not our own. That is a whole nother topic for another time yeah. that I'm not going to get into uh, today. But we are so deceived when it comes to those things. And I just think that it's so important to think about what Tozer is saying here, that those three things really do make a man. Mm -hmm. And if we want to be people 
who are following wholeheartedly after the Lord and who are living the way that he intends for us to, then we have to have those three components in our lives. And we need to be striving in those areas. And we do that with the help of his Holy Spirit, of course. We do not make those efforts um, alone. We do not try to operate in our own strength in those three areas. It is only the Lord who has given you the capacity to think. Like, just think about that, right? He has given you the capacity to think about what I just said. Mm -hmm. That comes from the Lord. That is not our own ability. That is not our own gift. And in order to worship, he has to exist. So that goes back to him. Mm-hmm. He has to be the one who our focus is on and is centered around. And in order to work, he has to give us the function and the strength, the physical strength and the mental capacity and all of these different things in order to do that work, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. Yeah. And so I just love that all of these three things, these three concepts come back to one concept that there is a God and we are not him but we are made in his image in order to think and to worship and to work. Yeah, I really love how every single one of these feeds into each other. They are not individual concepts necessarily Mm -hmm. because in order to worship, you have to be able to think. And in order to truly worship, you have to be able to work. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to discover things and to create things and to function as your creator functions Mm -hmm. in a lot of different ways. In order to be able to worship him, you have to understand him, which goes back to thinking. And you have to be able to function in your sub-creator role that he has given you because you are created in his image. You are created to create. And that comes back to working. And in order to be able to worship, you have to be able to think about the godly concepts and you have to work hard enough to realize that you are not God, but there is a God that must be worshipped. And so that's what I really love about all three of these concepts. Like Lily said, they tie back to the one concept that there is a God, but then they are all also feeding off of each other. So after listening to this episode, you don't have to simply go and say, okay, this week I'm going to focus on really thinking. Mm -hmm. And then next week I'm really going to focus on worshiping. And then next week I'm really going to focus on working. Right. Yes, those are all good things to strive for. And I think that we should be doing things like that. Like I really am going to try hard to worship this week in a very reverent and intentional way. But This is not something where you go and you just get better at thinking, but then none of the other things happen. Mm -hmm. You get better at thinking and then you get better at worshiping and you get better at working and they all are functioning as one rotating cycle Mm -hmm. that you're just going through every day when you are functioning in that biblical mindset. Okay. We hope that you guys enjoyed this episode, that it was meaningful to you, that it helped you to get thinking about some different things. This was something that Lily has wanted to talk about for several days. Uh, We all know that when either of us start to read a really good book, we can't help but Mm -hmm. talk about it. So we hope that you guys enjoyed this, that it kind of spurred you to action, uh, got you thinking about some different things. And we hope that you guys keep this in mind. This is definitely something that we're trying to keep in mind as we're going about our everyday life and being intentional, making those intentional decisions like Lily was saying earlier, and being truly good men, men who are created in the image of God and who are functioning in that image. So we're going to wrap this up in prayer. So please pray with us. 
Dior, I just thank you for this day and I thank you for giving us the opportunity to just sit down and discuss some of the different things that we've been contemplating and the different things that you've been laying on our heart. And I pray that you would just help each and every one of us to truly begin functioning in the way that you have designed us to function. That we would be creatures who are thinking and worshiping and working all for you. And I pray that you would just help us to constantly keep this at the forefront of our minds as we're making decisions and as we're moving through life and trying to navigate what we're meant to do. I pray that you would just help this to be the main thing that we are focused on, that we are made to think and worship and work for you. And I pray that this would just be something that is integrated into our lives, that we would be able to defy the world and defy the systems that we are in by being thinking and worshiping and working individuals. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to download any previous ones that you may have missed, mm -hmm. and we will talk to you all next Monday. Bye, guys.